Do you know what's super funny? What's super funny? We dip cheese and chocolate. You what? We dip cheese and the chocolate. You dip. dip cheese and chocolate? Yes. I don't know if I've ever done that before. I haven't either. No one's done that before. <laughs> no one's done that before. No. Really, probably kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. I would not like that. Hi everyone, I'm Elise Marsh and I'm your host here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful you are. He sees you perfectly, wonderfully made. Hi friends! How are you? Spring has arrived in Washington this week. We all wait all winter for spring. We pray. We wait in just great anticipation for spring in Washington. New life, new beginnings, and yes, sunshine. I know for all of you people who live in places where it just is sunny all the time, we don't get that. We hang on for dear life for the sun. We wait for the sun to come back to us. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one, but I have this feeling that there may be some more of us who love the sun and happen to live in Washington, but we wait all year round for summer. Summer makes it all worth it. It's glorious and incredible and amazing. I have so loved this week kids playing in the backyard and playing outside after dinner with the evening light. It just makes my heart so happy. It does. It really does, you guys. My kiddos went to preschool all week. No one was sick. That feels like a miracle sometimes in our house. Like we went the whole week and no one got sick. It's amazing. I've got one more March client waiting to meet her sweet baby. So, you know, maybe by the time this podcast comes out, she will have been born. But for now, we're waiting. And sometimes I think I get more excited than my clients do for labor to begin. I'm like so excited for this one. I just love, I love these families I get to work with. I'm so blessed, you guys, to work with so many incredible people that I cannot wait uh, to be with and journey with. It's just, it's just amazing. I have a great job. Did you guys know it's World Doula Week this week? So if you had a doula attend your birth, would you find them and just say, thank you. A week to learn about doulas, a week to thank your doula. Uh, It's a pretty, pretty amazing job we get to do. So go thank the doula in your life if you had one. If you're listening today and you're pregnant, I have created something just for you guys. My husband, Jeff, and I uh, designed and created an online childbirth course for you. I would be so honored if you would take the time to, to, to go check it out. Just go check it out. 
go watch that info video and see for yourself. We would love to be invited into your home in this season of your life to just encourage you and help you navigate your birth experience because it's so important. You only get to have this baby once. And my heart for you is that it would be such a rewarding, satisfying experience, no matter how your baby comes out of you. Just that education piece, I believe with all my heart that it makes a big, big difference. Um, So go on, head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com and enter the promo code podcast at checkout because just for you guys... I'm going to give you $50 off of the cost of the course. So go ahead, enter the promo code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at checkout for $50 off of the course. I can't wait for you guys to get through this information. It's so, so good. I would love it. I would love to hear what you think. Go check it out, yourbestbirthcourse.com. Have you ever felt just so misunderstood in your life, just so misrepresented. I had an experience this week that left me feeling so completely misunderstood, feeling helpless and so disappointed that I may never truly be understood in this situation. And there was nothing I could do. And it broke my heart. It, it shook me. I was shook. That's what the kids say. But it really did, you guys. I just felt so, so heavy. And I was like, God, please take this yucky, yucky feeling in my stomach away. And I just got to thinking that, you know, God has designed us, instilled in us a desire to be known, to be known for who we truly are, the good parts and the bad parts, my friend. I believe we serve a God who can look into the depths of our soul to see even the parts of ourselves we don't want others to see and say to us, you are beautiful, you are chosen, you are mine. I've seen it all, I know it all, and I still choose you. He says, I know the truth about you, I see you, you are known to me. The Lord sees my brokenness and calls me to him. I just love that about his character. He has this unexplainable grace for me. And boy, did I need it this week, you guys. And you know what? He has it for you too. The God of restoration loves me. And I did absolutely nothing to deserve the fullness of his perfect love. His love is so wild and so long and so deep. There is nothing that could ever separate you or I from this kind of love. Isn't that crazy? I needed this reminder this week. God is so faithful to be near to our weary hearts. He has been near to mine. I'm still so amazed at how he calls to me. It's humbling. It really is. My King Jesus wants me. Regardless of what others may think of me, I know that the God of the universe says he loves me. Sometimes the only answer is to just sit in the middle of your heaviness and lift up praise. I know I had to do that. (laughs) To worship the God who will fight for you. The God who has chosen you. Sometimes we just got to sit and worship our Jesus, who is our great and mighty defender. And I needed my defender this week. 
My only choice was to shake this darkness and this heaviness off of me and choose joy. But you guys, it, w- it was a choice. It was a physical choice to choose a voice of praise, to choose to worship a God who would receive me with open arms and let that heaviness just fall off of me. And he has made me new and he will make you new. If only you would ask him, my friend. I want to leave you with this verse this week. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Amen. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Chapter 44 verse 3 says, For I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields. And I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. Some will proudly claim, I belong to the Lord. Others will say, I am a descendant of Jacob. Some will write the Lord's name on their hands and will take the name of Israel as their own. Today on the show, I chat with my friend Erica Boschko. So you guys are going to get to meet her. She's so funny. She's just this little ball of personality. I met Erica a a ways back when um, we were working at the same church together. Um, She was actually an intern when I was on staff. So it's been so fun to see her kind of go through the program, get married, have a baby, move. So they um, were living in Washington when, when I had the chance to really first get to know them. And they just recently moved to LA. Gosh, they've been there probably two years now. Um, And they have the sweetest little baby girl, Mila. Her name's Milana Love, and she's just a doll baby, you guys. So you'll hear her in the podcast making little squeaks and squirms and sucking on her passy. Um, So for all of you who have new little babies, you totally get this. Um, And for those of you who have baby fever, maybe or maybe not like like myself you're just gonna love it all this the squeaking and the squawking we talked today about motherhood about planning uh, for birth and what her erica's expectations and her hopes and her dreams were for this birth of her baby and we talk about her unplanned cesarean birth and just how that evolved for her in her story and how she felt about being a mom and and those emotions those big emotions that she had to process it was so good we have such an awesome and and real conversation about community and what it looks like to do motherhood together uh, with those people who are in your circle and in your world and your village and how we just have to ask for help. Um, I just loved that that part of our talk uh, today. So here we go, you guys. I'm so pumped for you to get to know my friend Erica. Here we go. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, so I've got my awesome friend Erica Boschko here sitting in the cabin with me on this rainy spring day in Washington. Yeah, to be expected. (laughs) To be expected. (laughs) Erica is here all the way from LA, which is amazing and sunny for those of us Washingtonians. It is raining right now. Is it raining in LA? Everyone in LA is melting. They don't know what to do. Eric They're calling in sick from work. It's a thing. Do they? And they have umbrellas, right? I've, that's Absolutely. a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're like, what? Why do you need an umbrella? Well, I grew up in LA. 
So when I moved to Seattle, I would like to confess (laughs) that I did indeed pack an umbrella, umbrella. which I threw away immediately. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to be burned at the stake. Yeah, like I grew up wearing Vans and Converse in December. Right. And so I was really confused. This is actually a true story. I was really confused about rain boots. I was like, (laughs) I was like asking my sister who lives here. I'm like, so what's the situation with rain boots? Like, do you wear those and then you bring another pair of shoes or like you commit to the boot the whole time? Oh, you commit to the boot. Yeah, I didn't know that. The whole day. I thought it was just like, I didn't know. (laughs) I grew up going to the beach in like December, you know? Right, right. Had no clue. No clue. Okay, so Erica's got her the cutest little girly here sitting in her lap sleeping. And her name is Mila. But tell tell everyone her whole real name. Milana Love Boschko. Oh, you guys. Isn't that not amazing? Yeah. So awesome. I mean, I'm obsessed with her, so I think it's all amazing. <laughs> I, I've known her name for a while, and I st- and then and then she came out looking like she came out. Yeah. Just gorgeous. And I'm like, oh, it's just so perfect. Yeah. She's perfect. Thanks. She's so cute. Okay, so tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Give us a little background on, on your family. Yeah. So me and my husband, Roman, we live um, in Los Angeles, like you said, and uh, I work for um, a church, Zoe. Los Angeles and my husband's a freelance graphic designer so we're just you know um living in the city with our little baby and I grew well we lived here for a while that's how obviously you and I met yeah and um yeah that's what we're doing so cool yeah okay so how long have you guys been in LA now we've been in LA now for three years and we've been married five years awesome yeah Awesome. So you feel like you, you're like, you, you obviously probably adjusted pretty quickly to LA life, but do you feel like you're, you know, Roman, you guys are like a unit, you're, you're California people now. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. We've adjusted really well to the point where I'm like, when it's under 72 in LA, I'm confused. <laughs> just, just straight confusion. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. We've, ad- we adjusted as a married couple and now we're okay. learning to adjust as a family. Yeah. Which is Totally different. Totally different. Yes. Okay, so let's get into like your story. How did you meet Roman, fall in love with this man? Oh, man. Okay, so I moved to Washington when I was 19. What brought you to Washington? I just came to live with my sister. Okay. And so my my older, my sister's eight years older than me. So she's got family and um, I needed a fresh start. And so I packed up my bags and my... LA attitude and I moved to Washington with my sister and her husband and my sister is like quintessential open my doors to anyone she's that's amazing, amazing. Yeah. and so at 19 she you know always had a place for me and I ended up going to a church on Easter and getting saved which is so crazy because Easter's like next yeah, week yeah oh my gosh yeah that's awesome and I love Easter for candy and also church Um, (laughs) and also church um yeah so I ended up doing an internship and Roman was in the same internship as me but the best part is like I was not interested like I didn't know he existed kind of thing um that's the way to do it yeah totally and um and so he claims that he remembers like hearing me laughing and he's like, I just knew like I had to, I had to talk to you and I wanted to know who you were, but you were totally interested in somebody else. And I was like, oh, whoopsies. <laughs> I need to hear this this laugh, though. This is a good one. It's a good one. You're laughing. Yeah. really drew him I mean, to I, you. Yeah. Listen, ladies, get a good laugh. No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, I definitely have more of a cackle, so I don't know if that would have worked for me. Um, yeah, we both did an internship. We were both on staff at a church. Um, and I just remember being so drawn to Roman in who he was. Like, his yeah. character was unmatched. Yeah, super solid. So kind, so genuine. Um, people were really drawn to him. And I remember feeling like that's somebody that I want to be around all the yeah. time. And once I knew, like, oh, I just don't want to be not around you. Yeah. Um, we really clicked, like, instantly. And yeah. so we've always been really, um, I feel like we've always really connected on, like, we want to be, we want to go for it. We want to have yeah. adventure. And we really understand each other. And so yeah. he's definitely more, like, of the creative one than okay. me. He's very talented. Super. He's, he's so awesome. He's so awesome. Him. He makes it look really um, effortless. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. His creativity just kind of comes. Like he, okay, for example, like he would be the one dreaming up like what Mila's mobile is going to look like and like mm-hmm. if he can make it by hand. And mm-hmm. I'm the one that's like, can I Amazon Prime that tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> How soon can I get this on my doorstep? Yeah. And like, can somebody else make it? Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> From another country. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, yeah, we moved to LA three years ago to help start Zoe. So And cool. um, that's kind of like a part of the adventure. We both yeah. agreed that we would live married to each other and yeah. whatever that meant. And so even including having Milo, that's like its own adventure in itself. Yeah. So yeah. cool. So cool. That's awesome. So what was kind of that like moving cross country with your husband season like for you guys? That was hard. Because I guess it wasn't across the country. I guess it yeah, was I mean, it was. South. I wasn't going to correct you. It was two states down, but that's okay. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it but it like feels it. cross country. We'd been married um, a year. Okay. And when we lived in Washington, we it was like very easy mm-hmm. to be married here. Um, we just, yeah, it was very easy. So our first year of marriage wasn't like... I feel like I've heard a lot of people be like, our first year was so hard, but we didn't experience a lot of stress. Yeah. And our second year of marriage was very hard because mm-hmm. we moved to LA and we're like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Sure. And then we're like, oh, wait, rent is really expensive. And oh, wait. Like bills are a real thing. And we just had to grow up together in yeah. a way that um, we didn't expect. And we had to grow up fast. Yeah. And so um, I think that we were really tested in that. Um, that was really hard, but I think all we always have this underlining, like, I trust you, you trust mm. me, I'm in your corner, I'm on your team. Yeah. And we always say that, like, same team. And so yeah. I feel like that's what's gotten us through yeah. hard times. I mean, I feel like anytime you make a big life yeah. change, um, you have to feel like you have somebody in your corner. Oh, and totally. If, if you don't feel like your husband's in your corner, that's that's scary yeah that's scary and so uh, we always have just kind of clung to that together that's awesome and um now we're like we were talking about it like we feel like we're in such a fun season but you have to work to get there you know you don't oh yeah anywhere you're at and so um making the move across the west coast to la yeah (laughs) makes you feel like you could do anything yeah so we feel like you know if we got called to move to London or something insane, sure. we could do it because we like trust mm-hmm. each other that we've done it before. Yeah. You can survive. So cool. Yeah. Which is great. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Jeff and I, Jeff's always telling me because I'm the one who needs to hear it. Be on my team. Like <laughs> we're on the same team. Remember, yeah. like be on my team. We're on it. We're, we're a team. So he's always so kind. It reminded me of that. Yeah. Sometimes the same team gets thrown around and you're like, mm. not right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
I am on your team. While we are on the same team, I would like to talk about the following items. Yes, X, Y, and Z. (laughs) Okay, so you were in L.A. about... How long were you in L.A. before you were like, let's start thinking about having a baby? Like two years. Okay. Yeah, so um, it was so... I remember like jokingly saying, we're going to wait five years until we have a baby. Yeah. And it was mostly just to like ruffle a little bit of feathers. We were like the youngest <laughs> in our family that got married. Sure. And our baby would have been like the next baby to come. Mm-hmm. And I'm Mexican, Roman's Ukrainian. And so we're like baby making machine. It's like <laughs> what you do. You get married, you have the kids, you know, you push oh, the yeah. stroller. Which and but true. Roman and I have always like in both of our families respectively were the youngest and we okay. both marched to the beat of our own drum. Like we would both be the very different from our families. And so we were like we're just going to go to LA and then sure. And then but when we decided to start trying um I remember being like I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to like count on a calendar. Mm-hmm. Let's just like do our thing and then if we get pregnant, we get pregnant, and then if, yeah. if if it if in a year or six months or whatever, um, it's clearly not working, then we can really talk about being serious about it. But I remember, like when I even thought about trying, I had friends that were like counting and looking mm. when they're ovulating, and there was like all of these things that everybody was doing, and I, in yeah. the back of my mind, I'm like, should I be doing that? And I just knew myself. I knew yeah. that. If I made it a thing, it would be a thing. And so um, I was really surprised when I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Okay, so talk to us about, like, finding out you're pregnant. What was that? How did you tell Roman? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So we – I was directing uh, Zoe Leadership College, which is um, basically, like – they partner with Southeastern and, and so we had just ended the semester and so okay. I was like we're getting out of town we're going to Palm Springs I'm letting my hair down <laughs> like it Whoa. was our, it was our first year of the college and so we'd been working really hard yeah and um we went to Palm Springs with a group of friends and I remember um looking at like my uh period tracker mm-hmm. and but I'm like yeah. <laughs> I can't keep track of anything ever. Like I can't be trusted. Which is funny because you're like the director of a college. Yeah, like but personally, like, sure. Everything else, like I'm down to a T in my work life. I'm like, if my boss is ever listens to this, <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just a hint, just a just, guess, just a guess, just a hunch. Um, but for whatever reason, like when it comes, like I had an IUD for birth control because my doctor was like, you are not going to remember take a pill, and I was like, that is true. That is true. Thank you very much. So, um. Anyways, I remember kind of like glancing down and being like, oh, I'm late. Like, that's weird. But Mm -hmm. I'm probably just like, whatever. And so a couple days go by and we get back and it's Mother's Day weekend. Mm. And we get back on a Saturday. And I remember texting my friend Natalie and um, being like, this is so weird, but I'm I'm like five days late. Like that, I've never been five days late before. Yeah. And she was like, "Take a test." Like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I and love that, being that friend yeah. that's like, "Do you have a test with no, you?" Natalie, Let's do it right now. Natalie is the friend. That is Natalie. Yeah. And so I remember I've always wanted to take the test privately because I mm-hmm. always wanted to surprise Roman, but he mm-hmm. equally wanted to be surprised. Okay. Like I remember when we started trying, he was like, "So how are you going to surprise me?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an in telling me that you're pregnant and I was like okay so oh, wow. um so I'm like I don't have an excuse to go to the store because we just got back from Palm Springs it's 9 p.m and I like 
I can't be like, I need to go get milk. Like yeah. I don't need milk. So <laughs> I just like, I'm just going to wait till the next day sure. and like maybe even through the next week. And so I'm at church the next day and we, um, there was a, there's a Walgreens down the street and Natalie and I were mm-hmm. outside and I was like, Oh, I have to pee. And she was like, don't go anywhere. So she runs <laughs> to the store. She gets a pregnancy test. She hands me this paper bag and she's like, take a test. So I'm not lying. I took a test in the El Rey Theater, which is like a music venue in LA. That's where we have church. Um, I took it in that bathroom. That's awesome. And I remember Natalie was kind of standing like off the to the side and everybody was already in service. So it was like empty. Uh-huh. And I just swung the door open <laughs> and I just started nodding my head and she started screaming. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Roman knows. Like somehow he knows. Yeah. Everybody knows. And I had to go into in service. In the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So I like tucked the test um, into my coat jacket and um, I go into service and I like go through, I sit next to Roman through an entire service. That's awesome. And, um, but while that was happening, there's this place called Le Labo. They have like candles and fragrances, mm-hmm. and, but you can get the label custom made for the oh, day. Oh, okay. And so I just put, you're going to be a dad. Uh, I called. And so I had it That's made awesome. and I just made up a story like I got to go pick up this candle for Chad. He's he, he got it for <laughs> Julia and I'm picking it up for him. And so we just need to stop really fast. And he was so annoyed. He was like, I want to go home. I want to get coffee. I'm tired. And I'm like, just like, wait a second. Yeah. So I get the candle and I'm like, hey, can you just proofread this really fast? Like, I, I don't, I can't read it. I'm like too tired. And he looks at it and he's like, you're going to be a dad. He's like, wait, that's, and he's like, is this for me? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's so cool. And so, yeah, Mother's Day in a public bathroom. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Monroe was born on Mother's Day. So I have like a, a sweet affection for Mother's Day yeah. and pregnancy and things of that nature. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So what was your pregnancy like? It was amazing. I loved being pregnant. That's awesome. Like, okay, first trimester, it was like textbook. I wanted mm-hmm. to die, but also sleep for like 24 hours straight. Yes. And I remember everyone telling me that, and I was like, whatever. Yeah. And then it happens to you. And the you're whole like, growing a placenta thing is like no joke. Yeah. Turns out we're basically all superheroes. Turns out. Yeah. And then um, I remember being like, I'm never having any more kids. And then one day you wake up and you get out of it and you're like, this is amazing. This is awesome. Um, so I loved being pregnant. I really loved it. And I had friends that were pregnant with me. And so we were like kind of a spectacle everywhere we went. <laughs> I love it. So fun. Okay. So let's talk about your birth story, like going yes. into labor. What was that whole process like for you? Okay, so I remember texting you yeah. at, like, 31 weeks pregnant or something. Yeah. And, like, suddenly being, like, maybe I shouldn't take a class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like classic me. Like, panicked almost. No, like, it was oh, a whoops. full panic. I was like, Elise, I'm probably too late. I've, I, you know, I was like, I've messed up. I, yeah. I, I really, like, have no idea what I'm about to get into. Yeah. But I had always, in my heart, had wanted a natural birth. Yeah. And I... Don't know where it came from. Well, actually, I kind of do. Um, I'd spend so much time with Julia, mm-hmm. and um, and she's like, she's like made to give birth. Like her, she's just like a birth. I don't know, goddess? fairy, god, yeah, goddess. Fairy is like a little light. Yeah, goddess. <laughs> she's no god- <laughs> fairy. Yeah, and um, I remember when she had her son Maverick. She was like, hey, I, you know, if you want to, I'd love for you to be in the room. Like you've never seen a birth before. I think it'd be so great for you. And I'm so grateful for that experience mm-hmm. because 
it really solidified in me what I had already felt. Hmm. Um, I have six nephews and a niece, and so I've yeah. always been around kids, but I'd never seen the birth experience. Yeah. And so I'd always been very like, I know I'm made for this. I know that I'm sure. designed to be a mom and I'm designed to give birth. And so when I texted you, I was like, wait, I've always felt this way and I don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. You did. Yeah. You did. I mean, yeah. kind of. I was uh, like, oh, wow. Okay, that's how that works. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think I we went in feeling really prepared after um, your classes, shameless plug, online classes with Elise. Do it. <laughs> Thanks do it yes thank you yeah um no but really i remember it was two we did two days mm -hmm. and i like would scribble notes everywhere that i could find and then we would like compile all the notes together and then we would like review them yes. and then my our friends would come over that were also getting ready to have babies and oh, i'd be like did you awesome. know i'd be like did you know this and this and this and she's like no and i'm like well you need to take <laughs> this class because i learned a lot today yeah. and but i remember feeling like we felt very prepared oh, and that's like great. we wanted, I felt like everything inside of me that I knew was already there. Mm -hmm. um, it just reinforced that. Yeah. And so um, anyways, my doctor would always tell me I was really boring. She was like, oh, you have such a boring pregnancy. Like, which is a good thing. Yeah, which I loved. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I do, doc. Like giving <laughs> her a wink. And, um, and so uh, classic, like I'm late or Mila's late. I'm not late. And, um, and it had been like five days, I think, four, uh -huh. four and a half, five days. And my doctor's like, hey, I want you to come in and just want to do some tests on you. Yeah. Um, you know, classic, that kind of story. And so we go in, they do like a stress test and they check all our fluids. And I had been admitted a week before for pre signs of preeclampsia. So okay. they were kind of like. Watching you. Yeah, just I was like all of a sudden not boring in the last mm. the last leg, and um, you showed them. Yeah, I was like, here's a surprise, uh, <laughs> and so um, and at that point I felt like part of me I was ready to just have a baby. Yeah, yeah. and then the other part of me was like, oh, this is so real, mm. and if you make the wrong decision, and something happens to your baby, it's your fault. And so I kept thinking all of those things. Mm, yeah. And it's a so, lot of pressure. Yeah. And um, it, it and, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to meet you. Yeah. And you're going to come out. And this is, like, so insane. Meanwhile, you're, like, mentally preparing to, like, labor. Like, I feel like I'd been mentally preparing to labor, like, the whole time. Right. And so the doctor comes in and she comes, like, barreling into the room and is, like, you have to have a baby today. You're having a baby today. And I remember mm -hmm. feeling like, what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And um, you, I, Roman is a really big advocate. He'd always been an advocate for yeah. me the whole time. Yeah. Um, I tend to get like a little bit overwhelmed and I'm just like, okay. And I, then I don't know what happened and I can't remember anything. And so um, Roman, Roman actually took a lot out of the class in terms of like, how to support me as a spouse mm -hmm. more than like what was going to happen in labor. Yeah. And that really changed the whole experience because wow. I felt like before it was just like, I'm pregnant and he can't wait to meet his daughter. Sure. And then we take the classes and all of a sudden he's like, I am a part of this experience yeah. and he really owned it. Yeah. And so, it's the doctor, so awesome. it was really, it, it really made me feel like I wasn't, a going crazy and be like I I wasn't alone yeah. in that you time. Had a partner. 
Okay, and he, you just learn specific language and all that. Yeah. And so, long story short, we get admitted to the hospital. Yeah. Um, I had had low fluids, and yeah. the doctor was really concerned about preeclampsia. And so, um, they, she's like, I, you know, I really want to induce you, mm-hmm. and. I instantly started crying and I remember writing, Yeah, I I wrote out my birth story to you and um, now it seems really dramatic when I look back and read it, but I'm glad I wrote it because I was feeling all those things. Yeah, big emotions. Yeah, it's insane. And um, I instantly started crying because in my head I knew induction meant Pitocin and Pitocin meant uh, epidural and epidural could mean anything. And I instantly was like, I don't want to. I, and she's like, well, why? And I'm like, I don't want Pitocin. And she's like, well, what's, you know, what are your fears? And, and yeah. Roman's like, hey, can we have a second? And so Roman and I kind of talked through. Way to go, yeah. Roman. Go Roman. like, I got a job to do. Roman was Roman was the ultimate, can we have a second guy? Like Love the it. whole time. That should be every dad. Can we have a second? Yeah, no, he's amazing. And um, anyways, the doctor was like, hey, we really want to take you in. And mm-hmm. um, I remember her famous last words. And I still make fun of her for this. Her famous last words were, um, no one's going to get cut happy. You're going to have this baby vaginally. Wow. And so I'm like, all right, doc, I'm, I'm ready for this. And mm-hmm. so Roman and I um, get in the car and he's like, do you want to go home and get stuff? And I, strangely, before we left, I had made just made sure everything was in order and that mm-hmm. our bags were packed. Mm-hmm. And I just like had a feeling, I don't know, it was weird. And so we go, we get some food We and I, I'm crying the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I just was like... I had this like odd feeling. I'm like, I don't know, is this right? But what if I go home and I have a seizure? Or right, you just yeah. don't know. In yeah. the moment, it's so much easier when you're learning about it, when you're like, oh, I would do X, Y, Z. Sure. And then you get in the moment mm-hmm. and you're like, if my baby's life depends on it, oh yeah, I should do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back, to be honest, I wish we would have just taken a couple more hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously the way the story unfolds, there yeah. was no more hours. Yeah. And so we go in, we got induced on a Monday night and um, we had the most amazing nurses, which oh, I really so think changes the whole experience. Yeah. And I remember um, it, she was getting my, my line ready for just like fluid. Yeah. And Roman was like, what is that? <laughs> and I was just like, I think it's fluid. <laughs> At that point, I didn't even care. I was like, right. I think it's fluid. And Roman's like, can we have a second? <laughs> She's like, keep he's going. like, do you want the fluid? And I'm like, I think I need the fluid. So yeah, I want the fluid. Like we'll take it. Thanks. Yeah. And, but he was so great. And, oh, um, and it. the nurse, um, that I had going in yeah. was studying to be a midwife oh, at awesome. Cedars Sinai where I was at. And so she really sat down and took our, took time with us. And I was mm. like, listen, I, I don't want full Pitocin. I want to do this natural. Yeah. I want to be induced naturally. And she was like, no one gets induced naturally. <laughs> Induction is not anything yeah. natural. And I was like, well, what I mean by that is like, give me the Pitocin if you want, but don't give me an epidural and don't ask me if I want one. Sure. And she was like, okay, okay, we'll do that. And like looking back, I'm like, she had to have just thought I was insane. But she was very kind. Yes. (laughs) And so um, I... Which is, you know, is is so challenging. You know, being on Pitocin, you know, definitely increases your likelihood of needing pain management, you know, options for sure. You know, it certainly can be done, but it's tough. And I, But I just remember feeling like I'm going to hold on to my desire to have Mm. a vaginal birth unmedicated as long as I possibly can. Yeah. 
and which is I, great and i think part of me felt like if it's my body that's making me have to be induced like i felt like it was kind of my fault almost oh, which yeah. isn't true no not at all but in the moment you i had been preparing and almost dreaming about doing like this natural labor and yeah. i wanted to labor at home and i wanted all this stuff yeah. and so to feel like I I think I was like at a one when I checked into the hospital, which is yeah. like, which is so normal for first day mom. That's, that's exactly what we would expect of you. Totally. But I think when you work it up in your head, yeah. that's not what you expect of yourself. Sure. And so anyways, we go in and <laughs> Roman's like, can we have a room with windows? Because there's like <laughs> two sides of the hospital and okay. one side's very nice and has like beautiful windows. So we got the room with windows. Woo! Which, thank God. So um, I labored on Pitocin unmedicated for 24 hours. Which is which incredible. Is crazy. And so insane and amazing. Just- yeah, I mean, well, so before they did Pitocin, they did the Foley bulb. Yeah, which um, is great. Which was awesome. And that's when I experienced like real contractions mm-hmm. that weren't from the Pitocin. Right. And I was like, oh, this is not fun, but we can do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that got me to like a three and a half. Yeah. And um, usually that Foley bulb will fall out somewhere between three and four centimeters. Yeah. And um, so that was like three and a half. And I was feeling really good about that. Yeah. And then I had labored 24 hours and they just kind of kept upping the Pitocin, mm-hmm. upping the Pitocin. And um, in that span of 24 hours, um, they had checked me and maybe like eight hours in and mm-hmm. there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like fully laboring. And I'm yeah. like, that's not real. <laughs> um, but I remember telling the doctor, like, I don't want an epidural. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to give you like as much time as you need, which I found not to be a normal experience for a hospital, Mm. um, for them to give you that much space that I got a lot of space and they broke my water. Um, and we labored really hard. Yeah. And so finally at 24 hours, I remember telling myself like, if the next time I get checked, I'm not progressing, I have to get the epidural. I have to sleep. I I had been up. And, um, and she checked me and I had not progressed at all. So you're still and like, I'm like three to four. I was at like a four Yeah. and I'm devastated. Yeah. I'm like sobbing. I feel like I failed to be Aww. honest. And, um, and you're just kind of like, yeah, you just, you go through this mental thing in your mind and you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to stay very strong and you're yeah. just like, I don't think I can keep doing this. Yeah. And so they gave me the option of um, a walking epidural, which apparently people haven't heard of this before. Well, they don't do that in Washington. Well, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. And I'm like... Tell us us about this thing. Okay, guys, listen. (laughs) Just kidding. A walking epidural, basically, um, it takes your labor. If your labor's out of 10, it'll take you to like a six or seven. Sure, sure. And you can still walk to the bathroom. You don't have to have a catheter in. It's just basically like a small tap. Yeah. Um, and so me being stubborn, I was like, I don't want the full epidural. I want the walking epidural because I want to go pee on my own. Like, I'm still angry. Like, I'm just like, this is dumb. And so they're like, everybody that was getting me prepped was like, why don't you want the full one? And I was like, because I want to feel my legs. Yeah. And so. Which there is a lot of benefit to that for pushing and positioning. Yeah. And and so in my mind, I'm still having a vaginal birth. And so I'm like. I'm like, I don't, I just want to sleep for like four hours. Like, I just want you to take the edge off and then like, I'm ready to go back in. And so I get the, um, walking epidural and I, and I get a little bit of sleep 
And, um, and the nurses keep coming back in and she keeps watching Milana's heartbeat. And she had kind of mentioned to me, she was really amazing. She's like, Hey, just want to let you know her heartbeat doesn't look very good. Um, it keeps dropping. She can't handle the Pitocin. It's Mm -hmm. getting stronger and you can't feel it. Um, but they're really strong Mm -hmm. and her heart just can't keep recovering from all of the, um, contractions, which I had learned about, Mm -hmm. but in the moment I'm like, what are you talking about? And so, um, maybe an hour goes by and I mean, like, I think maybe six or seven doctors and nurses come rushing in the room Mm -hmm. and they had tried everything. They, yeah, yeah, all, all all the things. And, um, and they had given me a shot to stop the contractions and it was like a very intense moment. They're all looking at the screens and I can see Roman's face is like, he's trying not to panic and he's yeah. trying to understand what's going on. And they he's all, like, the, can I have a second guy? Yeah. Over there? Can like, I have a second guy? Like, <laughs> like, do we have a second? Yeah, and, I don't know. And like, do I panic yet? And, um, later he told me like he was texting one of our friends and was like, Hey, just be praying for us. Like, I'm not really sure what's going on, but I didn't, I couldn't read that on his face. Yeah. And he, he did such a great job. Yeah. And, um, they all left and the nurse was like, are you okay? And I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. And, um, she's like, you know, her heart is just really not taking this. Like, I just want to prepare you. Like the next step would be a cesarean. Um, but we're going to like give it a little bit of time. And so I feel like in that moment I was like, okay, this is actually happening. Yeah. And, um, the doctor comes back in and he's so sweet and Mm. I'd seen him before. And by this time I think we'd been there like 30 hours. Yeah. And um, he's like, Hey, you know, we were really rooting for you, like the whole floor, all of the nurses, yeah. like we're on your team and we totally respect your wishes and your body. And which like later when I'm telling the story, people mm-hmm. are like, that's really rare for like a hospital. And so I really felt like, um, like I felt really taken care of like that's by so God. Good. I really felt like, I felt like in the moment what I wanted was no longer, um, weighing on me. And I just mm-hmm. felt like the doctor was so supportive and, He's like, you know, we can, the next op- option for her and her safety is a cesarean because you've been yeah. going so long. And he's like, you know, you can still keep laboring if you want, but at that point you're yeah. going to induce an emergency. Yeah. And so, um, I was like, well then, oh, you're so cute. Um, I was like, well then there's my answer. You know, yeah. I, I, I didn't even give myself a second. I mean, I cried yeah. hard. I cried a lot. Yeah. But I didn't give myself a second to like be afraid because I knew that the, it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. That's not going to help me. And so, um, can I have a second guy cleared the room? Um, just because I felt like he, he, which is exactly what yeah. he should have done. And can in that I just moment. tell you, like, That's amazing. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast. Like, <laughs> I really think that the classes did something in him that empowered him. Yeah. And because the whole pregnancy, he's just like, this is fake. You know, like he's yeah. like, it's not real until I see her. Right. Because the, the, the change isn't happening in their, in themselves, in no. their body. So it's really, it's hard for them to identify with yes. something they are never going to experience. No. And I have a hard time relating to. So that's so incredible. And I have like a very strong personality. Like I will speak up for myself. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, super surprising. Um, and, and so for him to be able to really like lead that yeah. was really cool. And so clear the room guy clears the whole room. That's awesome. And it's just me and him. And we, we just really got to have this moment of like, Hey, you worked really hard. We yeah. worked really hard. And yes. Roman was in it the whole time. Yeah. 
Annie's like, it's okay. Like, yeah. Our baby's going to be here. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to meet your baby. And so I do this thing when I'm in shock. Like, I start making jokes. Yeah. And so I'm cracking jokes the whole time. I feel like it's like, okay, sorry. I just looked out the window, you guys, and it's like snow raining. Yeah. I swear. It's going to like, Oh, it is. I can see it. It's like snow raining. It is what? March 22nd? Yeah. See, these are the things snow that I'm like. Rain. It's going to be a no for me, Washington. It's, it's be March. No. It's going to be a no. I feel like it's like. Snow raining? American It's going like, like to be a no for me. Yeah. It's like, it's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that all the time. <laughs> you guys, I full on like tried to get my planner box going yesterday. Like, no, get my garden going. It's, it's just too cold. Stop trying to make it happen. You know? Okay, sorry. Give yourself a couple weeks. I know. This is come on. It's like slushies are it's, coming from the it's sky. The slushies. Yep. Yep. This, hmm. this is Washington. Okay, back to the story. Okay, clear the room, guy. Clears the room. Yeah, so we have this moment, and then I'm like, let's just do this. Like, yeah. at the end of this is our baby. Yeah. So yeah. let's just do it. Yeah. And so I'm, like, making tons of jokes the whole time being wheeled into the hospital or yeah. into the operating room. And um, and then they perform the cesarean, and they pull her out, and she, like, had the cutest little lip quiver. Aww. And I'm like, there's our baby. Yeah. And she was born. That's so And she's awesome. amazing. That was a really long, long-winded story, but. No, it was great. awesome and the yeah. nurses were so great and yeah. took so many pictures of her and it's just awesome yeah and and we and they did allow us to do um skin to skin almost immediately afterwards oh, wow um and that was my one request i i did ask that before mm-hmm. i agreed to the cesarean <laughs> which is like why was that my logic i have no idea oh i would fully be that person too like you but can't like, take me back in there unless you're gonna like do why was that that was like my bargaining chip like yeah. and i kind of oh, yeah. felt like they wanted me to say yes and so they're just like what what do you want yeah and i'm like well i want to do i i need to do skin to skin like i just remember feeling yeah. like what can like what can I take from what would have been a natural birth and still yeah. like I was really concerned about bonding with her mm-hmm. and so that really meant a lot to me yeah and so the nurses were like absolutely and I remember being rolled in and they repeat to each other mm. um like what the procedure is like what vaccines if you want any and I didn't yeah. you know I didn't want any and um they they repeat that to each other and then they also repeat like she wants skin to skin and so I remember being like so yeah good. I do from like behind the curtain <laughs> It's right. <laughs> Numb me up. Yeah. yeah, which is so awesome. I feel like the moms who, you know, have a cesarean birth that was unplanned yeah. and are able to get that time to bond and do skin to skin and maybe even breastfeed in the OR, it dramatically changes yes. how they felt about their birth experience. It really does. I mean, it just, it, it, it takes you from like a zero to a 10 on like your overall satisfaction. It's yeah. such a huge piece. And at, at that point, you've got a baby on your chest. You're like, I don't really care how this no. baby came out of me. I've got a baby on my chest, you know, and you've got that bonding and breastfeeding. And it really, really does so much for your birth memories and your experience. Well, yeah, because I, I feel like when I tell the story, I'll, I, I, t- I told it in great t- detail now because of the nature of the podcast. But when I tell people yeah. the story, how was she born? I'm like, oh, I had a cesarean. It was, and, and I always end up saying it was such an amazing experience. Yeah. And I never thought I would say that. Yeah. Um, but I did get that time with her and she did get to feed right away. And yeah. she's like, really like her mom. Like she loves to eat. So oh, it was awesome. So good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You did. I think what I love about you is you, you had your heart set on something and you were willing to just be flexible and to take each moment. Yeah. One at a time. 
and just say, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this next thing. Yeah. And that's what we do in labor. We just do the next thing and we do the next best thing. Totally. You know, and, and for you, the next best thing was an epidural and the next best thing was a cesarean birth. Yeah. You know, and so we, that's, that's what we do. That's what everyone does, regardless of your story. We just do the next best thing for you. Yeah. And I remember if, like hearing and remembering those words of like, yeah. you have to just do the next best thing. And I also had like, an amazing support team. Like yeah. we had uh, a couple of our close friends in the room the whole time and that changed everything yeah. because you just feel like, I felt like I was, I mean, this sounds so dramatic when I say it now, but in the moment I felt like I was almost mourning yeah. like the experience I thought I was having Yeah, because I wasn't you afraid. Were, yeah. I wasn't afraid of birth. I like embraced it. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember um, Julia, like coming to me and saying like, are you crying because you're frustrated or you're sad or you're in pain? And I remember getting to feel, getting to say like, I'm frustrated and I'm sad and kind of feeling like her feeling that with me. And then yeah. I felt like, okay, but now we have to make the next best decision and just feeling very supported. And yeah. so it's you, just your so support good. system is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. It makes a really big difference. Okay, so talk to me about, like, what were those first few weeks, you know, recovering from a cesarean, figuring out how to breastfeed, adjusting to family of three. Like, what was that season like for you guys? The first three weeks were really hard. Yeah. Um, That's her sucking her um, ass fire. She's like, I also want to talk. Yes. Um, The first three weeks were really hard only because... Um, I didn't anticipate recovering from the cesarean. Yeah. And I um I realize this now about myself, which I kind of knew before. <laughs> I really just pride myself on like I can figure things out for myself and I can do it and I can yeah. I don't need help. Yeah. And you have to have help. <laughs> It's you called motherhood. Yeah. yeah. You can't walk after a cesarean and you're in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they want you to walk. You just feel like you're going to die a little bit. <laughs> like your insides are going to fall out. Yeah. No big deal. They just cut you open. <laughs> it's fine. You had a major abdominal surgery. Um, I still like use that joke now. Like I'm like, no, I can't work out. I had a major abdominal surgery. And my doctor is <laughs> like, true. my doctor's like, Erica, I cleared you two weeks ago. You know, yeah. I'm like, whatever. Um, walking. We start with walking. Okay. So... I was really determined to walk because I was really um, annoyed that my legs were numb Mm. afterwards. Like after the whole thing, I'm in recovery. And the first two things I asked were, can I start feeding her? Yeah. And then I, looking back, I'm like, I need to ask that. I could (laughs) have just done it. Um, And the second thing I asked was, when are my legs going to not be numb anymore? Yeah. And the nurse was like, well, you probably want it to be numb for a while because you just got cut open. And I'm like, Okay, but, like, what does that mean, you know? Like, just give me, like, a time frame. And so um, the minute I could start walking, they were like, okay, we want you to walk to the bathroom. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so this. Yeah. And so I started walking to the bathroom, and they're like, awesome. Like, you're doing so great. Um, And But I was, like, really nervous. I was just going to, like, topple over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a strange feeling. But you're literally, like, a baby giraffe. You're, like, oh, yeah. walking very gingerly. Mm-hmm. And... I can imagine any woman that gives birth is walking gingerly, regardless of how your baby came out. <laughs> and so um, I was just like afraid to pop a stitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Ooh. like so such a visual. Yeah, it's a good one, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and then you have to pee because they have a catheter and then they take it out. And then yeah. you have to pee for the first time. That was an adventure. Yeah. Um, 
all good things. Yeah. And so I, I was not afraid to be, um, her mom and I wasn't afraid to feed. And I think because of the cesarean, I really put my mind to feeding her and bonding with her. Mm -hmm. I was, I was really concerned about the bonding. Yeah. And I just felt like, what did I do? Like, mm. did I make a decision that it was detrimental to my daughter? Um, and no. did I make it? Des- but you think that yeah. and you don't know. And um, so I felt like the recovery physically was very hard. Mentally, it was very hard. Only just thinking back. Um, but I felt like breastfeeding was really awesome because it was the one thing that I was like, I have control over this. Yeah. And it's like. We're bonding, and so I feel like I really put my mind to it. Yeah, I mean, so and good. she's awesome. She's so she so gets a awesome. she gets a she gets a medal. I know. I was telling Erica before we started recording, like the, we call these babies unicorn babies. <laughs> Do you know this? This is the thing. So yeah. We'll see. Some people get all, a bunch of unicorn babies. Other people don't. I, do I always so say much. she's like my consolation prize for <laughs> my labor. Yep. Like a, you earned her. A cute little blue-eyed baby yeah she's so cute yeah she's so cute okay so mila is eight weeks old yeah okay what's kind of like the big big, the the biggest thing you've learned in the last eight weeks about being a mom and being a wife oh okay about being a wife yeah um i have to allot some space in my brain and in Mm. my heart to be a wife Mm -hmm. like I I love nicknames for everybody. Roman is babe, babe all the time. Yeah. Ro, um, but Mila's also babe. Yeah. And so Roman's only used to me calling him babe. And so I'd be like, oh babe, like yeah. what's wrong? And he's like nothing. And I'm like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> um. And so I've had to learn, um, making some space for him. Yeah. To and and really like being present like with him, mm-hmm. as my husband. Yeah. And um. And also, yeah, I think as a wife that way. But to be really honest, I think the things that I always knew about Roman, like in when I was sharing, like he's genuine and he's kind and I yeah. trust his character. All of that like really was on display the first mm-hmm. three weeks because mm-hmm. I couldn't really move. Yeah. And so what I would do is I would like pick, pick one seat on the couch and then I would just be like, can you bring me that? Can you bring me that? Can you bring me that? <laughs> and he just served me. Oh. So well. And so now I feel like that I'm, I'm feeling way better. Mm -hmm. Um, like how do we go back to serving each other and, and really like celebrating each other as like my husband and not just Mila's dad. And so I think that's a continuous journey, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> you will be on for like He's like, you know, life. you have a husband. And I'm like, yeah. yes, I, yes, I do. do. But these Hello. little people just ask so much of us. Yeah. So many hours of the day. Yes. Um, and oh, yeah, I totally I totally get that. I mean, I still have to work really hard and intentionally to just put my phone down yeah like when we're in the car and just even if we're not talking or touching each other like i need to have my phone down yeah and just be physically present that's a big deal phone down is like yeah that's a big deal i struggle with that jeff lord lord knows jeff i do too (laughs) like it's so hard because i think the tendency for me is like my kids have been asking things of me all day and wanting my attention and so the second they're in their car seats and content i'm like what do i do i grab my phone i grab my phone because now i can you know 
oh. check everything, respond to people's texts, email my clients back. Yeah. And whereas like my, here's my husband sitting here just waiting to, you know, have Talk my attention. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm going to go run and hide in the bathroom now. <laughs> <laughs> Be on my phone. I literally do that. Um, Mommy's in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Don't come in. You've been in there for a long time. <laughs> Don't come in. But yeah, it's just about that conscious intentional decision to be present with your yeah, spouse totally. um it's tough it's tough but it's good and needed and always working on that that um, balance of that okay yeah and then the other thing i've learned as a mom which has been really um challenging for me is just know when you need help yeah no one to ask a question and like nobody actually knows what they're doing yes i mean i say that like respectfully like I I think that like if you're alive and breathing and you're bearing a child or you're adopting or you're fostering mm-hmm. y- you you have an instinct to be a mother. I yeah. really think that like you you've been created to be a mom. Yeah. And God gives you instincts and there's some things that are just very natural yeah. and even for, you know, I have a friend who felt, felt like it wasn't natural for her and then she had a baby and two weeks in she's like, I got this. I know oh, who my yeah. kid is. And so I'm like, you just, it's trial and error but I think there's nuances about being a mom where like I would be foolish if I didn't ask for help yeah. or I didn't t- talk to somebody about how I was mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And, and I remember it was like a really big deal. I remember I like dodged telling you my birth story because yeah. I was like, so I don't, I don't know if like traumatized is the right word. Cause I don't feel traumatized, but I just like really struggled with how I was feeling. Yeah. And that was a big breakthrough for me sending it to you and talking it out and feeling mm-hmm. like I got to talk to somebody about how I'm feeling because yeah. Now I'm no longer like serving myself or my kid or my family. And so, um, yeah, I'm still learning that. And I'm also learning like no mom has it all together and knows all the things. And like everybody's kid like cries at the worst time (laughs) and like, you know, blows out like down their leg. Like (laughs) all of the things that Mila has done recently. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're in that messy stage. Yeah, but, like, I, I feel like every mom is, like, you're doing great. Yeah, and like because you are. And one thing I have learned the value of is um, encouraging yeah. other moms. Like, I think that I've been lucky enough to be so encouraged mm-hmm. by the moms in our community. Yeah. And every mom, I'm not exaggerating, has ended their advice with, but you're doing such a great job. Mm-hmm. And and that really challenged me in, in talking to my mom friends and being, like, but you're doing a great job. Like, yeah you know only you know your baby and so i've really mm-hmm. learned the value of community yeah oh um, yeah you community asking for help um and like just being really honest yeah that's so good cuz i think deep down at in the, at the core of any mom or any person we want to do our best yeah. and we want to give our kids the best and but it's scary and hard and we don't always know what we're doing we're just trying yeah. to figure it out and so when you speak that encouragement to women and to other moms like no you're doing a great job it's almost like you know at some moments like the tears just instantly fall because we're just trying so hard and at other times it's like no okay yes i've got this i am a great mom all right let's we can do this almost like you can kind of pull yourself together a little bit but i think the big realization that you're sharing is that we all need that you know the you know the mom in target that you see that's like clearly 
you know, stressed or clearly just trying to hold on and get through the checkout line. It's like, no, tell her like, you got this mama. Like there's that solidarity in motherhood that is so powerful. It's been, I mean, one of my favorite parts about motherhood is just the community in the village and yeah um, the people that you get to connect with is really really huge well you know the other thing is I remember feeling like really clouded by shame about yeah. having a c-section yeah which and I think is so real for so yes. many moms and so many women they feel this like like you failed in some way I think would be the overshadowing yeah. experience yeah and I remember um, just feeling like nobody, no one in my mm. life in the moment, in my village, in my community yeah. has experienced this before. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, when they talk about having a, in my head, I'm like, oh, they, they had a real birth. Mm. And then I'm like, I did too. Yes. Um, But it made me, f- I think I learned like, through the community there's like we need each other oh yeah we need each other and you need my story and i need yours and and it's really crazy um i remember saying like okay i'm gonna commit to being honest in my community mm-hmm. about how i'm feeling yeah and um just like get through it and we'll laugh about it later and sure enough a friend of mine who was a month her she just had her baby mm. had a cesarean that wasn't planned yeah and i remember getting to be her support system like no yeah. one else could mm-hmm. and i remember thinking like gosh like isn't that just like god like he'll just give you community yeah. and then he'll allow you to use your story that story and that experience and to just like come alongside each other yeah which is very counterculture yeah totally like i think moms have a stigma of being judgy yeah for sure oh for sure and i don't i don't like that and i don't want that and i Mm -mm. think that we can really change that oh totally totally i mean i always like to especially with my clients who've had you know unplanned cesarean births or 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 whatever um i always like to tell them like no you had a surgical birth yeah you had a birth yes um you know you delivered a baby your body did not fail you yeah um and just working through the emotions of that and i'm so proud of you for being honest because that's when we get into trouble is when we just stuff it and we bury it and we keep it in there we don't tell anyone it's like there is power in being honest and being vulnerable and i think that's where we can draw a lot of strength from yeah um when we're able to be real about our emotions and and you did an amazing job Thanks. about that i was just i just remember those first few weeks like sitting around just waiting to hear from you <laughs> like okay she, when she's gonna tell me when she's ready um and you did just the way that you communicated everything um was just beautiful and Thanks. perfect and it's your story and god's gonna use your story and mila's story and roman's story and your story as a family to really you know change a lot of people's lives i just believe that over you yeah it's it's like a it's a privilege yeah it's an honor really yeah so good okay so what do you feel like the lord's doing like in your heart in this season of of your life like what's he speaking over you um in this in this current season um oh i love that question that's a good question um i i feel like it's such a slow season for Mm. me um i've I've been in ministry, I think nine years. Yeah, and um, I've gone full throttle my whole existence at all times. Um, you know, 
working 12 hour days because I like have the energy to do it and yeah. I don't really care. And you and like it's the fun hustle. and I love the hustle. I love mm-hmm. it. I love working. Um, and, and being at home and serving one person or, or two with ramen, but in context of like yeah. job, um, I really feel like God is reminding me of my role as like an encourager and mm-hmm. that, um, to spend those still quiet moments when I can yeah. with him. And, um, it's just been really amazing to slow down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the season is, is like slowing down, not like slowing down to take a nap, but like slowing down to like be present with the people in my life. Like yeah. I, I've sat across from the t- table from people having coffee more mm-hmm. in the last two months than I have probably in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that just speaks to like paying attention to like what God has always called me to yeah. and encouraging people. And so, yeah, I think God's really speaking to me like I'm I'm with you in the still quiet moments. Yeah. And and I think that's like been really really impactful for me. Yeah. I love it. There's this song. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to sing it cuz dare you. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, not going to work. Okay, it's like you're not in a hurry. Yeah, oh my gosh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're not in a hurry to like... That was on my birth playlist. Oh, I love that song, but it's just about like... I would sing it too, but like... (laughs) I don't think I want a sound clip on the internet of me singing That's okay. We'll have Jeff like plug it in right now or something so you can hear it. In the background? In the background. Um, So can you do that, babe, for us? That'd be awesome. Yeah. But just about like being sitting in the stillness and in the quiet um, is so good. It's so good. Oh my gosh. It just... It really changes you. I think the one thing I figured out or learned in when I became a mom, especially, is like, I don't need these, like, you know, I'm not going to get an hour no. to do my devotions no. or to journal. Like, I'm maybe going to get like 15 minutes here and there to like be quiet and be still and like read yeah. a verse or, or journal for a minute or put on some worship music. And I think what's been wild and crazy is that the Lord has, has rocked me and like yeah. his presence has fallen over me so powerfully like it would have if I was there an hour totally and it's like you don't need like I can take 15 minutes in the car while I'm waiting to pick up my kids at preschool and just meet Jesus there yeah and I think you realize that as a mom that the Lord is with you wherever you go and we don't need you know there's this this persona of like what we need to to be with the Lord and you realize like I don't need any of that yeah I just need me and Jesus and we are good yeah, and I love I love that you said like even when I'm in the car picking them oh, up from yeah. preschool like um we just had a her night which is like you know like women's ministry and, like uh-huh. women gather and they like woo like that's just like what we do <laughs> they put on real clothes yeah yeah like I put pants on for the first oh, time yeah. and I was like this is different pants at eight weeks postpartum that's okay let me real well they're still my maternity okay, jeans okay. so you hang on to that I was yeah like, girl <laughs> listen you guys I look we're far but it's fine <laughs> Um, but Julia was saying like, nobody, nobody has it together. And like, I don't, you know, you don't have an, the same thing. You don't have an hour to read your Bible, but you, but you have to know what fills you up. Yeah. And, um, I had this, I did this like seven day devotional on like the Bible app because I'm like, every time I feed her at three in the morning, I pull Mm -hmm. my phone out because it keeps me awake. Yep. (laughs) And so I'm like. Um, I started, my friend still makes fun of me because he got a notification on his phone because we're friends on the Bible app that I had started a a Bible study at three in the morning. (laughs) And he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, whatever. 
Um, and it was a seven-day devotional, and it took me 16 days to do the seven-day yep. devotional. Yep. And I was like, I think this is just my life now, and I'm like, yep. I think I'm good with that. Yeah. And, you know, seasons change, and you'll have more time, and eventually she'll be napping longer, and eventually she'll be in school or yeah. whatever you totally. guys choose to do um, with that season. And, and the time will come, in, but it'll look different. Yeah. It'll look different, but it'll be rich and um, amazing and powerful just just like it was it'll just look it'll look different yeah i'm not in a hurry when it comes to your spirit when it comes to your presence when it comes to your voice i'm learning to listen just to rest in your nearness i'm starting to Letting go of uh, no kid life is is like a little bit of stripping your identity. Oh, Not stripping. Yeah. I think it's just reinventing yourself a little yeah. bit. And um, I think it's sanctifying. Yeah. I think it really is. I think motherhood, because it is the least amount of you. You know, it yes. is selfless work. And I think that's what, you know, I think the more we strip ourselves of of ourselves we're able to fill ourselves up with Jesus yeah. and take on his identity and his value and his worth and and I think the ministry of motherhood is that stripping away of who we were and putting on Jesus yeah um for our kids and that's, that's so what good. that's what you know our kids see in us that's how they see Jesus that's how they're going to meet Jesus yeah. is through that you know refining and that sanctifying sanctification process of just being a mom you shape their world your words shape mm-hmm. the world that they exist in yeah and i remember the first day we were taking her home from the hospital um we live in la and so someone cut us off <laughs> and then roman said something and i was like babe you shape her world with your words yeah. and i th- was kind of speaking to myself because yeah. um you shape their world with whatever's in you oh yeah and if if you don't have anything in you Right. What are you shaping them with? Yeah. And and not that it all relies on us, but right. I think that like there's just something really special about a mom who takes one moment with the Holy Spirit and when yeah. you hold your baby, um I yeah. I just feel like they feel that. They're intuitive. They know that. Oh, totally. And I think the Lord is so faithful to like just give you grace yeah. and he knows of like, all right, sister, you got 5 minutes. Yeah you know, to say a prayer, be still or, or to read. Um, I think he's so good to just that gift of multiplication yes. to just grace, grace, and to just let it go farther yeah. than it would have, you know, maybe in your earlier season where you had more time with him. So, um, I love that. Okay, Erica. So what are like three things that are, to- you're totally loving in this season that are like changing your life right now? Like what are your three favorite things in this season? Um, like about being a mom? Just, just anything. Just about okay. life. Number one life-changing thing is feeling like I'm dressing a doll every day. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I have a little girl. Yeah. And I'm like so... Okay, I always say like she's my Sasha Fierce. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, <laughs> yes. so Beyonce, yes. for those of you that don't know, has an alter ego. And the alter yeah. ego is Sasha Fierce. Yes. And the Sasha Fierce is like exactly how she sounds, like so fierce. Oh, yeah. And I'm like pretty mild. Like I don't wear a lot of color. Mm-hmm. I wear like a lot of black. Like yeah. I'm not goth. I just like, I'm kind of yeah. plain. 
and but Mila always has a bow on, and yeah, she's, she's so cute so looking at her right now. And she wears lots of color, like she wears a fur coat because she's oh, yeah. Sasha Fierce. And so it's really fun dressing her because I always say it's like what I would secretly want to be wearing yes. is what I put her in. I love it. Um, the next thing that's just keeping me um, loving life is um, Blue Bottle Coffee, um, which is a coffee shop in LA. Okay, and it's just. Like, I only wanted this almond milk latte when I was pregnant, but I, I drank decaf. You guys, don't judge me. Um, <laughs> no judgment here. Yeah. And so um, that's also, it's like the funnest thing for me. I'll go to my friend Kelly's house and we both have babies and we'll be like, let's see yes. how fast our babies uh, cry in Blue Bottle. Like, it'd be so funny. It's not funny, <laughs> but they're, no, they're great. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll text Kelly and say, I'm coming over and I'll come over and we'll get our kids and we like walk to blue bottle but in la like you have one kid you might as well have a thousand so we're really a spectacle there and so (laughs) that's like but i love it it's so it's that's really fun that's like our thing we like go out and get coffee um and then the third thing um i think what is really fun for me i think um roman and i kind of have this like thing schedule kind of thing like we we could have the busiest days and not see each other all day and then at the end of the night we always watch a show together mm. um and that's like the fun thing for me yeah so great yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of like easily entertained these days yeah like Doesn't coffee coffee and like a viceland something like mm-hmm. or a shower that does it for oh, me sister yeah okay <laughs> if we're talking about that stuff shower, <laughs> shower? I, got, I got my eyebrows done Ooh. yeah that was a thing they were like growing into my eyelid like what do you mean okay so like what do you mean you get like you got a wax like yeah. eyebrow wax i get my eyebrows waxed and tinted it doesn't tinted. It, it's so you don't have to fill them in okay yeah, yeah. i need that on the t- the tails is yeah. what she talks about yeah, the me. tails are <laughs> a thing um and for the first time I left Mila with Roman and I basically like sprinted to my car parked. Right. I like, I don't even think I parked in the a parking. I parked in like a loading zone <laughs> and then I ran in, got my eyebrows done and ran out and came back and she was like still in the same spot sleeping. That's pretty amazing. Again, unicorn child. Yeah. But I was gone for 20 minutes. Oh, okay. That was 20, sure. maybe 25 if you count me parking in the loading zone. Yeah. So good. Okay, Erica, thank you so much. Thanks for for having me. This is so great. You're amazing. I think you're pretty awesome, too. You really are. Okay, that was awesome. I told you, you guys were going to like Erica. Isn't she funny? She's so funny, but I just love it. I love all of her. Uh, She is an awesome mama. It's been so fun to watch her kind of journey and transition to parenthood. She's doing a great job, isn't she? You can just tell. She's just killing it. I loved uh, just her conversation around expectations and birth and and what, what that was like for her. And just to hear what the Lord's been doing in her heart is so cool. Um, I think motherhood really changes your relationship with the Lord and people don't tell you that. Um, at least I feel like I had no idea that was coming and just the, just the difference in relationship that you have when you are able to look at your little baby through the eyes of Jesus and be like, 
gosh, I just feel like it rocks you when you're like, oh my goodness, like that's how the Lord sees us. When you're just so fascinated and so in love with this tiny little human who could do no wrong um, in your eyes. And even if they did wrong, it doesn't change your love for them. And I just love that picture of how the father loves us just so passionately um, and so unrelenting. Uh, So it was so fun to chat with Erica. If you want to connect with her on Instagram, I will link to all the ways you can connect with her on my show notes page. So go check out the show notes. If you guys haven't been doing that, I've got pictures and links and all kinds of goodies over there. So don't forget to head on over to the show notes page, elisemarsh.com. Just go ahead and click on the podcast and you'll see all the goodies there. But if you want to connect with Erica, uh, Erica's Instagram is Erica Boschko. So that's E-R-I-K-A-B-O-Z-H-K-O. Go find her there. She's got lots of cute pictures of her girly. As you can see, all about their little family. And wasn't her hubby just awesome, Roman? So these guys did an online class with me. This was before my online class went live. And we just did a FaceTime class. And we spent two days and broke it up. We did like two and a half hours each day. And just kind of hashed it all out. It was so fun to, to be a part of these guys' world, even though we weren't in the same state at the time, which was awesome. So I definitely do that all the time for people. If you do not live in Washington and you want me face to face and you're in in the online version just isn't quite good enough for you um please message me I'd love to do a FaceTime class for you but it was so fun to be her virtual doula from afar so to kind of walk through that season and and until just learn together and to grow um she just did an amazing job I'm super proud of her All right, friend, if you're a fan of the show and you'd like to show your support, here's what you can do. You can subscribe in your podcast app wherever you guys listen. You can write a review on iTunes. These reviews are so, so helpful for other people to find the show. It's it's crazy, but it's a really big deal. So we love a review. You can go find me on Instagram at perfectly wonderfully made for updates and goodies and all kinds of stuff. Go follow me. I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can always send me an email or message me on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking about the show, your ideas for the show, any comments, questions, concerns you guys have. Feel free to message me. And then tell your friends about the show. If you've been encouraged today, would you share the show with a friend you care about? It would mean the world to me. I know there's so many amazing people out there um, who will be encouraged by these words, Erica's words today. Um, So go share the show with a friend. Don't forget, you guys, I've got my new online course for you too. So head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com and go enroll. I promise, promise, promise it's going to be worth your time, your investment. I would love to be that resource for you if you're pregnant or going to be having a baby anytime in the near future. You can use the promo code podcast for $50 off the cost of your class. So go ahead, enter that promo code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at checkout for $50 off of the class. You guys are amazing. Love you guys so much. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys next time. Have a great week. Oh, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way.
Oh, oh what well, fun it is to ride in the one horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way.